Good morning. It's Friday. You made it to the weekends, and there's all sorts of stuff to get into. There's great comparisons between where the Nuggets are and where the Broncos want to be. Plus, the Avs took their first loss last night. The Buffs played the Bruins. Uh, we have all sorts of incredible stuff to go on this weekend as we get into the last weekend of October. I'm sure everybody's enjoying dressing up in costumes to go out to their favorite bar. It's always cringy when you see people just walking around in the costume to the bar. Like, I, I assume once they get to the bar, they feel cool because everybody's dressed up like a ding dong. But when you're just like walking down the street, um, and you're dressed up like, you know, Fred Flintstone. You look like an idiot. But once you get in the bar, you're cool. Does your company need help going forward in the digital world? Well, my guy, Rob at Rob at desk.com has helped us out when we needed to go digital. So from digital ads, social media, um, content writing to podcasts, nobody's better than my guy, Rob. Rob at desk.com. Just check on, uh, click on contact and connect out with Rob. And you could have something that looked like this or very much likely better. I say good morning to my brother in arms, Johnny Love. Johnny, you've been on your ayahuasca peyote sojourn to the desert in Arizona. What have you discovered about yourself this past week? Um, uh, I, I'm secretly a CU fan. It's weird. Wow. The crazy things that you'll find in the desert when you get yeah. dehydrated. Johnny, what is the question of the day? <coughs> what is the question of the day? Well, I'm asking you, what is the question of the day? <laughs> did you I, forget the question of the day? I did. I did. How do you beat the Chiefs? How do you beat the Chiefs? How do you beat the Chiefs? Well, to beat the Chiefs. God, it's Friday, right, Johnny? It's Friday. Is it? I, I've been on... Out in the, the desert Ayahuasca, for too long. Peyote. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the days, the days, sort of <laughs> blend, what, blend together. What, Do they? What is beating the Chiefs? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I was out with the uh, the Broncos and the the Nuggets yesterday. Let's start when we're talking about beating the Chiefs. It's limiting their offense, which of course is. High octane, and their leading receiver is actually a tight end. That's uh, Mr. Swift, Travis Kelsey. So I asked um, Vance Joseph, um, in light of the Kareem Jackson stuff, you know, how exactly are you supposed to play defense? Well, it's it's tough. Obviously, you know, the game's changing as far as how players are asked to play the game, you know, and it's a fine line between you know, playing aggressive and, and playing, you know, within the rules. You know, I think Jack's a guy who's played a certain way for a long time, and he's trying to figure out how to play different. It's, it's just tough when it's bang-bang plays, and it's tough to explain what they should do sometimes when it's happening so fast, an offensive guy's falling, or he's, he's deemed defenseless when he's catching the ball, and it's your job to knock the ball loose. You know, so it's a, it's a tough deal, and it's gray. It's not, it's not, it's not black and white for the players. Well, you coach it to lower the pad level, you know, to keep the head out of contact, 
don't hit their head or neck area, you know. So that's been coached guys for a long time, you know. For the last, I would say, 10 years, you know, we've coached that differently. But it still happens because guys catch the ball and they're falling, right? And you're going in to hit his shoulder and he's falling and now the neck's involved. So it's, uh, it's an ongoing discussion, you know, and I feel bad that Jack's involved with this because he loves the play, loves his teammates, and we need him, you know, but um, he is trying to comply with the rules. He is. This, this is difficult. So to beat the Chiefs, one of the things you got to do is you got to be aggressive. You really have to be aggressive. Patrick Sertan talked about how you've got to be physical with Travis Kelsey. Despite the fact Kelsey's much bigger, you, you can't mess around like that is one approach to be physical with them. You've got to impose your will on them defensively. You can't just let the Chiefs hang around there. You can't let the Chiefs just have their way. And, and now this is a bit of a chilling effect on the Broncos because of Kareem Jackson. Well, he's not even going to be in this game due to suspension, and he's going to miss the Buffalo game as well. So how do you beat them? This is tough. They're an eight-point favorite. Believe it or not, you still have to stay aggressive. And the one thing about beating the Chiefs, maybe you hope Taylor Swift doesn't show up because Travis Kelsey has been unbelievable with her in attendance, and I don't know if she's going to be there or not. I don't. But I do know that if you can't stop Travis Kelsey, you've got no shot. So, again, I asked DJ, well, what do you do about Travis Kelsey? Who is Travis Kelsey? What is he? He's a football player. You know, I mean, he's, he's obviously a pass catcher. Um, he's a guy that you have to account for. And, again, everyone's trying to account for this guy, but he had 140 at halftime, I think, last week. You know, so, I mean, you can have a plan for him. But, again, it's not the plays they call. It's the second act that's uh, so effective for these guys. And that's tough to prepare for. You know, I mean, you don't have, you don't have a scheme for that. That's just feeling awareness for our players to get attached when he's in those soft zones. And we're working it. So, hopefully, it pays off on Sunday. Pretty simple about how to beat the Chiefs. I mean, as, as complicated as they are. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, my gosh. Earthquake here at the McKee household. As um, as complicated as the Chiefs may seem to be, it's actually relatively simple. You got to shut down Travis Kelsey. Everything starts with his production. I know you've got Patrick Mahomes and all sorts of other weapons out there, and you know they could probably just run the ball down your throat. They're they're more careful with their time of possession. They're more dedicated to the running game than ever. But to take away the most dynamic playmaker is the best path towards winning. I do want to make some comparisons, though, between championship habits. So I do want to compare the, the, the Nuggets with the Broncos because it was, it was interesting being out there with both yesterday. Let me, let me start here with the Nuggets. So Peyton Watson is a young, up-and-coming, hopefully star player for the Nuggets. But Michael Malone had some sobering conversations with Peyton, Peyton Watson. I want you to hear what uh, Malone was saying to Peyton Watson. I did. And, uh, you know, I met with Peyton the other day. And, and I told him that I felt that he came into this season assuming he was going to get back a minute. And uh, I said, don't ever assume anything. you got to earn what you get. He has tremendous potential. He's got upside. He can do things that a lot of guys on our team can do because of his natural God-given abilities, but I want—I don't want him skipping steps. I'm going to be really hard on Peyton Watson because if he's going to be the player that we all need him to be, 
I have to make sure I'm demanding greatness from him every single day. So I told him, I'm going to give you those minutes to start the season. Now it's up to you to keep those minutes. Now this is not, you know, like I said, it's not Halloween coming up. I'm not handing out king-size candy bars to make everybody happy. He's got to earn those minutes. But length, athleticism, activity, he might get beat on a plate, but he has the ability to get back into a play. He had a great block uh, in the paint against D'Angelo Russell the other night. Um, so I, I want Peyton Watson to be a great player. I really do. And uh, we have to make sure he's doing what he needs to do every single day. How do you feel he's responding? Michael Malone, guest starring uh, Adam Morris from DNVR, standing right next to him. When they do the Nuggets media, it's it's kind of odd. I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with it, but it's a chair um, right there off the court where practice is still sort of going on. So the only way to hear the coach or anybody who's talking while there's uh, basketballs being dribbled is to you know get really close. All right, that's just the way they do it. It's fine, no big deal. Um, it's but but it's interesting because it's very intimate. I mean, you are right on on top of each other which is just so different than the way things are with the Broncos and with the Avalanche for the most part. <clears throat> so what Malone's saying there is nothing's given to you. You have to earn it. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that sort of mindset to me is one of the championship habits that the Nuggets and in the Avalanche have, like Bo Byram who's a Stanley cup champion was struggling in the first couple of games and, and Jared Bednar called him out for it. When I think of Sean Payton and the Broncos, it's still this weird getting to know each other sort of vibe. I mean, if, if one of the Broncos players is having a difficult time or hasn't been earning it or something like that, I just don't know if Sean Payton is connecting with those players the same way that Michael Malone is and the concept that nothing is given to you. The crazy thing about being around the Broncos is a lot of times being around them. It, it feels like they, they already feel entitled and, and maybe that's just the nature of football versus basketball. I mean, you got to have 22 starters. There's more guys out there, but I think it's, it's, it is that, but there's also a significant lack of depth with the Broncos, meaning the guys who are out there really aren't afraid of anything going on. I mean, it does help that the Nuggets have the best player in the world. They have the best starting five, you know, so do the, so the Avalanche have some of the top players in the world. So the, the talent is obviously better with the, the, the Nuggets and Avalanche than the Broncos, but Listen to how Michael Malone described a practice. They're world champions. But listen to what his message was when it came to practice and the standards of excellence. Yesterday was a light day, mental day, cleanup day, film. We got to get better today. Now, our standard of excellence, if we truly want to be a championship team, we can't just come out here and go hard but not hard enough. Be serious but not be serious enough. Be responsible but not be responsible enough. And once I called them out, they definitely picked it up and understood, you know, uh, how we have to operate every single day. Because even though the Memphis Grizzlies have a lot of injuries, they have John Morant out with suspension right now, they lost last night. They had the best home record in the league last year. And we know we're going to get a great effort. So we have to prepare to win tomorrow night, today. And I think our guys uh, flipped the script and we did wind up having a pretty good practice. Thanks, Coach.
deeper, deeper conversation about how to beat the Chiefs. You've got to beat a football team that has the same sort of standards of excellence that the Nuggets basketball team has. And that is not lost on the the Broncos players. Here's Patrick Sertan saying how he's motivated by the Nuggets. I mean, it's pretty inspiring to see, um, you know, our local neighbors, uh, the Nuggets, um, you know, getting that winning feeling, that winning attitude. And, you know, that's very inspiring to see, and that motivates us in a way to, you know, carry on um, that winning standpoint in the city. So, um, you know, we, we still got a lot of season left, and we still got a lot to prove. And, you know, I mean, that's the main goal for us is to win. I think it must be humbling for Sertan, along with Kareem Jackson, who were actually at the Nuggets game. And a lot of Broncos players were at the NBA finals and have been at Nuggets games. A lot of NBA guys, rightful or NFL guys, rightfully so, are huge LeBron James fans. A lot of that. There's a great video of Jamal Murray with his brother in the loading dock area. And here comes LeBron James after the Nuggets beat the Lakers. And it's exciting for Jamal Murray's brother to meet LeBron James. And Jamal Murray posted that on Insta because it's just a cool moment. So they're competitors on the court, obviously, Jamal and LeBron. But the respect for the standards of excellence courses through the veins of competitive athletes. So how do you beat the Chiefs? You've got to rise to their standard of excellence. You've got to find inspiration where perhaps... It, it hasn't existed before. It is, I'm sure, humbling for Sertan and Kareem Jackson and other members of the Broncos to go to a banner ceremony, ring ceremony, to see what it's like to be a world champion. A world champion when you're the Nuggets when they haven't had a winning record in seven years. So how do you beat the Chiefs? It's a great question. You've got to rise to the standard of excellence of what it takes to be a champion. And you get that opportunity on Sunday. And you know what? Why not? If you can combine your emotions together with inspiration for what you've seen coming off a win that you had last week with a, a fan base, the fan base is going to be crazy because it's going to be cold on Sunday. And that actually gets the crowd going even more because everybody's in this sort of like, we're freezing our ass off. We're all in this together. We're outside football sort of mentality. I'm telling you, that is a positive thing. Quinn Miners yesterday spoke about how he hopes it's cold because if it's cold, likely you run the ball more. If you run the ball more, perhaps you don't go to Travis Kelsey. Let's shut down Travis Kelsey. Let's put the pressure on the Chiefs and, and let's play with a sense of desperation so that you're not worried about getting fined like Kareem Jackson. You still play aggressively. You still play inspired. Because if you can't get it together on Sunday, when the trade deadline comes around on Tuesday, this may look like a different team. And that's how you beat the Chiefs. Johnny, it's an excellent question. And to rise to the standard of excellence is actually the answer. And you got to shut down Travis Kelsey to do that. Meanwhile, Why do you um, beat the Chiefs? What's that, Johnny? How did... Why do you beat the Chiefs? What do you beat the Chiefs? Johnny, are you still having a, a peyote uh, hallucination? Are you okay? I, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. okay. Back to, we're focused. Okay. 
All right, I want to show you a disturbing picture. Holy cow. Okay. Um, we all love Bruce Brown. This is what Bruce Brown actually wore. He wore this. This to opening night for the <laughs> Pacers, where he was the leading scorer and set a career mark for three-pointers. <laughs> and, and this is what he wore right there to the game. To end on a, a bit of humor, I asked uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope about Bruce Brown's fits, KCP. Oh. <laughs> Bruce be, might want to be one of the, the most terrible outfits I've seen him wear. Like, did he have on any clothes at all? Like, so that was my question. So, uh, yeah, that was one of the worst outfits I've seen Bruce in. And, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. Let's talk about sacrifice on this team. Let me tell you something, Johnny. Do you realize how good a shape you have to be in to wear that outfit? <laughs> I, I disagree. What, what? I disagree. You don't have to be <laughs> in shape to wear that. Oh, my God. Have, we, have, we, have we not seen the Vince Wilfork footage from Hard Knocks? He's wearing that. Fair point, but he's... Wasn't Vince Wilfork wearing a shirt? No. No? He was, he was butt naked. Do you, do you think Bruce is butt naked underneath there? I don't know. Uh, an enter, enterprising reporter would have found that out. Yeah, I'm not asking he, questions okay. like that. I guess it would have to be a Pacers um, reporter. Well, we love Bruce Brown, and if you want to go for a, um, a fun Halloween costume, dress like this. This looks Johnny like uh, yes, like like naked Dion Sanders, almost. He's wow. got he's got the Dion hat. You know, here's here's Bruce. He's from the Boston area. He went to the University of Miami, and he loves country music and dressing like a cowboy. He does have an endorsement deal with Stetson. Did you know that? All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. a Stetson man. Yeah, good for Bruce. All right, Johnny Typer, what's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? All right, uh, this this week I want or today I want to uh, I want to go back to the old orange, the uh, alma mater. What is what is that piece of paper right there above your uh, your trek, your Boulder trek? What is the Boulder trek? Oh my God! You're, 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 I, I, hold on a second. We're we're pulling out the diploma. We are pulling out the diploma. Let's see. I don't. Yeah. Oh, I gotta be careful. Oh, here. it's not even in the frame. Oh, hell no. No, it's in the uh, you know thing they gave it to me. So I am technically <coughs> I have is a it bachelor. coming apart. <coughs> yeah. No, it is falling apart. It's not in a frame. I have a. That's my middle name, Peter, after my dad. Peter. Hi, Peter. I have a bachelor of science degree. I have a BS degree. Well, story is, Johnny, I was in the Newhouse School of Communications. And uh, I lasted a semester and a half. I won't bore you with the whole story, but they asked me to leave that school. Prestigious school. Very prestigious. And they asked me to leave. My grades were good enough to stay in the general school of Syracuse. And then after some scrambling and studying a semester or so later, I transferred into the school of speech communication. Now, you may ask yourself, wait a second, DMAC. You were in the School of Communication, 
and then you went to Speechcom. Isn't that the same school? My fine fi- feathered friends, not at Syracuse. The School of Speech Communication is in the School of Visual and Performing Arts. The, the School of Speech Communication, Johnny, is not in the School of Communication. <laughs> Don't even try to. I have no idea. But what I found oh, out is everybody who couldn't get into Newhouse, the School of Communication, became a speech comm major, which I believe is the easiest major you could be in. They handed me a pamphlet on my first day. It had every job in the world. So, so apparently, if you had to talk, this was the perfect job for you, and this was the perfect major for you to have. You think a, a, a communications powerhouse like Syracuse would be able to come up with a maybe different name for that? Yeah, they, uh, they did. Not at the time. It might be different now. Who knows? But my diploma, which I, I, I did kiss the ground of the carrier dome when I received it. Trust me, my academics were not fantastic. The fact that I got through was a miracle. But I have a BS degree from the School of Visual and Performing Arts from Syracuse. I have the same degree as a trombone major. (laughs) And with that, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We love you, Johnny. We love you. Wow. That's what you should dress up as. Uh, seriously, you get extra points if you go to a bar, dress up like that for Halloween, go as Bruce Brown. In 30-degree weather. In 30-degree weather. Good luck. I'd do some sit-ups first. I Kill You a Truth will be back later this afternoon with Nate and Chad to talk about how exactly you beat the Chiefs, maybe more from a football perspective rather than my ethereal, cosmic, ayahuasca, um, mezcal, Peyote Desert Influence partner with Johnny Love. Why they are actually, the Chiefs? They uh, yeah okay. Don't even try Johnny. Um, but we love you. We appreciate it. We're out with the Broncos later this afternoon. Nate and Chad tonight. We're watching the Nuggets beat the Memphis Grizzlies. Hopefully, we'll have a five minute reaction after that. We've got CU taking on UCLA. Hopefully, CU can bounce back. We have the Avalanche that lost last night for nothing, playing an early game. 11 a.m. start against the Buffalo Sabres. And after that, we'll be out at the chilly Broncos Chiefs game. It's going to be a wonderful weekend. Happy Halloween. Dress like Bruce Brown. We kill you with truth.